Hello, everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareco. Our opening song features Reach for the Stars from Cyclone's new album, Showtime, available on all music stores and platforms. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are servants of the new age, the time of prophecy, the time of the ascending sixth sun. We are a platform for alchemists and multidimensional souls. We connect with many planes of reality and assist the awakening journey. We are pure light, transmitters of high vibrational light out into reality. Our shows are held on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or you can use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com and include the phone number you'll be using to call the show. All of our podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, cview1111.net. Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Welcome everybody to CBU. Today we have Old Magic Ways, Courage, Growth, Stepping into Your Power. Welcome everybody. Our world is at war. Make no mistake. Even if we aren't directly touched by it, we feel the suffering of so many. We are experiencing the painful process of birthing a new human and new planet. Spring is a time of divination and prophetic dreaming, growth and transformation. Call on your resilience, your strength and your ability to overcome adversity. And together, let's step into our power. Science and Ivy's podcast reaches all parts of the world while engaging callers in various conversation topics. Sai and Ivy seek deep and meaningful conversation for anyone feeling you are ready to step into your power, your authentic self. We are going to talk about personal power, that inner strength, the faith in yourself, a willingness to be a co-creator of your life. And with that, let's welcome Sai and Ivy Long. They are the shopkeepers at All the Magic Ways, a spiritual, metaphysical, and holistic shop. They host the gathering where like-minded people come together and share information on a weekly topic. And they do that in Pauley Island, South Carolina. And you can reach to them by going to allthemagicways.com and also by following them on Facebook, on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all social media. But let's bring Ty and Ivy, and we have also Kala with us. Welcome. Good, mo- good afternoon, actually. Good. How are you today? We're doing fantastic. Let's step into our power. 
Absolutely. And we're so excited. Sai and I are really excited to have Cala be a part of our podcast. Um, and she has her own podcast that she does as well. And we've been a part of that. And I think, you know, Cala, thank you for being here because really, you know, this is a perfect conversation for us all to have today. And you've been such an integral part of Old Magic Ways and our family um, personally and professionally. So we're excited to have you thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoy it. So I will say this, um, you know, at Old Magic Ways, we do offer services too. I do intuitive work. Um, Sai is a crystal Reiki master. And you also are a Reiki master. And the thing that's wonderful is really being able to see the two of you and the different types of clients, how that you reach. And I think this goes into stepping into your power. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, community over competition. And I think that's like the epitome of that. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. And knowing that your strength in Reiki um, and where you focus is incredibly different than where my husband focuses. Right. Which again, then we meet, we meet and reach more people. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, it's my focus is mainly on finding that feminine goddess within. Absolutely. That, that's definitely what I try to focus on because we all have that that power within us. Unfortunately, life has just gotten in the way and. Everything is just so, I don't know, so we're all just stuck. We're stagnant. And and that's where Sai comes in. Is like, I, you know, I can remember when we were going to have both, because we were at the old shop with both of you, and you were really the main, and then he kind of came right. in. And then here, it's kind of flipped around, and I was worried about how would we be able to recognize which one needs to go with which person. But, again, if we go within put the person, you know, over ego and put the ego aside, it's amazing how it all falls into place. Putting ego aside is very difficult. A lot of people don't realize what that is. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that can be done overnight. You definitely, it takes practice. I I can tell you that, you know, this this last six months, so um, we weren't actually on our podcast for for our last one because we've been going through some family stuff that's been happening with our son. And I know that during this time, I've had like what I would call mini death and rebirth days. It just kind of spouts and you're like, okay. And there's been a couple of times, like certain things would come up and I realized it was the little girl in me or the ego in me that was more mad. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, that's my ego. I need to put this aside and realize that it was coming from a place of love. Right. And instead of reacting automatically because of what it was, right. you know, and that it is, it's probably one of the most difficult things is trying to kind of figure out what is your true feeling within versus what is your ego or the, you know, the side of that might be kind of, taking an offense or something to some, what someone has said versus hearing the love and what is meant behind it. That, that definitely, and again, it takes practice. Um, I had a situation a couple of weeks ago and um, just trying to, um, my, my daughter, she asked me, Mom, how did you come up with that? I said, that's living 40-something years. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I think that's probably why, you know, we're all in our 40s in the room right now. Um, I'm in the young 40s. Okay, I'm in my old 40s. This is my last. Yeah, so we've got it all covered here. But, you know, um, we have, you know, our children are now having significant others in our lives. They're 20s. Um, I think both of us, we we have a 16-year-old. You know, so our families are very similar in age group. And I think, you know, there was one thing I remember being younger in my 20s, and my dad couldn't tell me anything. My mom either. But I, my, they were crazy. They didn't know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And now I can remember there was a conversation, and my father said, do you even listen to me? I said, sir, I listen to every single thing you say. 
because he has gone to a different place. And it was really with, um, as you're a new grandma, it was also about the baby side because we have someone, uh, someone close to us who has a little one. And I said, I watch every single thing you do. You have tired that child out. You have, um, uh, you know, taught him something and you didn't move a muscle. And I really realized in the 20s when I thought I knew it all, I didn't know anything. But it's like, and I'm not knocking age by any means because some people are just as intuitive in their 20s because of their life experiences. You know, we, we all have a different path. But it's being true to who you are and not getting agitated or aggravated, or maybe it's trying to figure out why we are getting aggravated and agitated. You definitely have to go within and investigate those feelings and those emotions and figure out where they're they're coming from, why do you have it, and decipher between them. We have a lot of emotions. It's not just one one size fits all. We definitely have a lot of emotion. And I do think, especially guys, I will say this, and then even women as well, we, you know, we're taught that if we cry too much, we're over-emotional as women. And then you all, correct, honey, are pretty much, it's ingrained. Yeah, you don't, don't cry at all. Don't show those feelings. Well, that goes back to what you're saying with stepping into your power. The life experience that a person has gives them the security to be able to take that step forward because of the knowledge they've already gained. Each day is going to transition into something different. We're going to try to learn something each day to make you a better person for tomorrow. But if you don't have that baseline, you don't have a place to start. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. And, you know, it's not forgetting what we've learned, but applying and grow. I'm going to bring up something, Caleb, because I think Cy did this for me, and I think we've all done this, you know, um, limiting ourselves to what we thought we couldn't do before. So for me, I I will tell you when Claudia had um, put me out there as an artist, I was like, she put me as an artist, (laughs) you know, and I'm going to tell you, Claudia, I know you're listening. This actually was a big piece for me because I had to step into that power. When I wanted to paint for the first time, I said, maybe I should finger paint. And I'm laughing right now because Kelly just put something very similar on it. And my husband, what did you say to me when I wanted to paint, but I was too afraid to? What's the worst thing that happened? I can spray paint over it and start again. But I held myself to the belief of, because when I was younger, I'm going to tell you, my parents wouldn't want to hang up my artwork. You know, I could not draw a stick figure. I had what I would have considered no artistic talent. Mm-hmm. And I started trying different things, different ways. And lo and behold, now I sell my art and, th- and things like that. You just started doing the same <laughs> thing, right? I did, and I'm hesitant only because, you know, when I had a certain image in my head that I wanted on the canvas, and I had a certain concept, and it did not work out. And yeah, But how many artists go through that? I don't um, know. I, it's just me. But, <laughs> but, but think of your, your songwriters and stuff. They got this idea in their head, but then by the time it's finished, it's totally something else, but it's the message that's meant. Because we are putting aside our ego and letting divine come in and take over. And that's the hard part, I think, when it comes to finding our power. So we think, at least I'm going to say I think, you all definitely pop in. Um, When we're controlling everything, and I don't mean like I'm controlling a person, but the situation, I'm going to try to control what's happening because then I'm in more control and I have more power. But isn't it almost the reverse when we let divine, our divine creator lead and our mind just kind of be put on the side and we just follow? Wouldn't that be? But how do you decipher between? Now there's the question. <laughs> For, I, well, I can go back to painting because the way I had to do it 
So I started painting differently. Um, when I started painting, I just put music in my ears and painted with the beat of the music with my eyes closed. That way, whatever was inside of me came out. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of do what you tried to do. I went in with an idea and I may do a little sketch of an idea, but then I still let divine come out and sometimes close my eyes or let whatever happens is meant to happen. It's a hard process and I don't know, I, I would be, I would be really interested to see or speak with those who have mastered that. Yeah, but the, the topic is what? Courage. Growth, stepping into your power. If you go in with the anticipation like Bob Ross doing that, I'm going to paint a, a mountain, trees, and all this. You're not stepping into your power. You're doing something for relaxation or whatever. But whenever you focus and meditate or go into a trance-like state, your message should come at that time then. And, I, you know, that, that makes perfect sense because really what our fear is, let's get down to it, what if I'm not good enough? Sure. What if my painting does not look like so-and-so's painting? And I will say one of our, our, our son's um, girlfriends, she's a beautiful artist. Like, her artwork is phenomenal to me. And I'm always trying to hide. And she's the first person to be like, no, let me see that. Look at how well those brush strokes are. You can do something that I can't do. And she's actually opened my mind into seeing the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. And like yours, how many comments yesterday when you posted it, did people <laughs> say, oh, that's amazing? Several. I definitely had several people to comment on my post. And so it was definitely, it, what I didn't post it for, I didn't post it for that reason. Right. I was fresh. I was genuinely frustrated that my painting did not come out the way that I had it in my head. <laughs> And so in another encouragement way, now you got everything out of you that needed to come out, now attempt again. Sometimes it's, <laughs> so think about it. When you are deep cleaning your home, doesn't it get messier before it gets clearer? Yes. And we hold on to so much, especially those who are doing energy work. Because that, I think, even as another process, and even if you don't want to call it energy work, you're just there for your sister or your friend or your brother. We take on all of their energy, and if we're not clearing it out, it is even harder to follow that, that divine because we got everybody else's. So using it like a canvas. And sometimes I will do that. If I don't want to paint, I'm very fortunate because I do have side that, if I don't want to, when I'm feeling in that weird space, he will set up my canvas and he will, or maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just come over and set up your canvas <laughs> and make you paint because it's getting out everything that's within, finding a release. And it may not be painting for you. Maybe part of stepping in into your power is doing primal screaming or yelling and getting all of that out. It might be dance. It may be going for a run. How many people enjoy going to work out? I'm not saying that's me. It's not but <laughs> there is a lot of people that enjoy that. They're getting everything out, which makes more room for the stuff that we need to hear from divine to come in. Yours is wind therapy. And I think that that's a big thing. How? Okay, so women, we were just talking about this, even with Claudia. You, you find more women in spirituality. And it's more open for our conversation to happen. But men, too, um, go through this. So how is it that you, okay, like you just said wind therapy. Elaborate on that. When you've got so much going on, how do you clear out? One of the things I like to do, and I mean, with my background from being a uh, fire department, all kind of stuff like that, military, I've got to have an adrenaline rush. So I'll get on my motorcycle and I'll ride. And while I'm riding, the only thing that you're focused on is nature around you and feeling that wind. 
and it actually clear your head to where if I leave and something's got me aggravated or upset, normally whenever I come back off of a ride, I'm grounded, relaxed, calm. And I think this is something that you and I have really worked really well with, especially the last two years, um, especially since 2020, was understanding. And this, I think, brings, you know, those who have a significant other, a partner, et cetera, you know, not being insecure with that other partner's past, too, and looking at it as a direct reflection where, for example, I mean, if you're like, I just got to go, and clear my head, not me taking it personally that there is something that has happened between us, knowing that it's my job to hold space or support you while you're on your path and vice versa. And we walk it together, but very separately at the same time. Well, if you're going to go that route, Witty, you got the divine masculine and divine feminine. They're two separate energies that get connected, but you've got to take time for both of them. And you've got to treat each one separate. That's like if we look at our household, you would be more of the feminine head mm-hmm. and I'm more of the masculine head. Well, if one of those energies is off, the whole household is rocked. But once we come together and unite, then we have a harmonious household. And, and I will tell you, so we have an eclectic group at our home. Um, one of our sons um, has been in a long-term relationship with his boyfriend for four years. We have another son who has a girlfriend. Um, we have two 16-year-olds in our house, um, boys as well, and they're, they're starting to figure themselves out. So we definitely have an eclectic household. And I think the interesting piece is um, I find when my divine feminine side is really, really off is when and that's the intuition. That is my, if I'm a little over anxious or I'm, I'm dealing with that, and I find that when your divine masculine, just like you say, is off, we struggle. But I really find it, seeing how we also change. Being in a house of um, predominantly boys, I've watched you, though, really be able to show that divine feminine side, one, in touch with your intuition, your emotions. It's okay. And me kind of in that take charge, you know, on that, that passion, that forward moving, which is our divine masculine. But that goes back to because we all have both of them within us. We are half feminine and we are half masculine. And if we would stop fighting the side that feels uncomfortable to us and actually embrace it, it's amazing how it comes together. Well, that's, that's going to be anything in life. If you look at, like the feminine energy is the more nurturing and this and that. And the masculine is the, if you look at history, the more warrior side stuff like this. But if you don't have both, every one of us is born with both instincts. We can either nurture or we can kill. And there's the, the line in the middle. That's where you find the balance, the harmony. Because you look at a wild animal, you take a bear and a cub. If you try to mess with that cub, mama bear's going to eat you. But at the same time, she's loving. So she's tapping into both energies for the protective side and the nurture side. And I think that that definitely is that big piece of that. Because take away one parent out of a household we we do we have to do both whether it's you know a permanent situation or whether it's just for a temporary you know we we fill in both and just as much in our spiritual path we do both i'm going to tell you i laugh because they always tell me i'm the scaredy one i'm jumping all the time but when it comes to have to do work when it comes to having to stand in my power and be brave i can do that in a moment because we have to be able to do both. Women are afraid. I can remember Willow um, years ago when we came, when we opened our shop, and she was an older woman um, that would come in filled with love. The term warrior was one of the scariest terms for her. And because in her mind, it was always fighting. 
she forgot there's the warrior of love and the warrior divine guidance. There's all these other types of warriors that we step into. But it goes back to what we're talking about is the courage and growth for stepping into the power. That's where people have got to find what motivates them, what drives them, because everyone's going to have to follow a path regardless. I mean, you're destined to follow a path. How you get there is your choice, whether it's this road here, the sidewalk over here. But you've got to have the courage to take that first step. And then the courage to trust um, all the people around you to help you to explore a new new side or facet of yourself. Uh, and you know, I, I will say this. Now we're time. We've been talking about all this, and this goes into that death and rebirth. You know, um, I think it was one of our, our community members, Denise, used to always say, you can't fit more clothes into your closet unless you remove something. And that's where we're coming out of the winter time. And if we look at the calendar, the wheel of the year, the, the farmer's almanac, any of the calendars that really show winter is that dormant time. It's that time we go in. It's that time. And once we hit spring, the equinox, who we just had this week, which was all about balance, equal day, equal night. And then it's rebirth. It's coming out and applying some of those things that we learned about ourselves through that dormant time. So what over the past winter, what is one of the things you learned about yourself? I'm watching him go, I don't know, and why did you ask me this question? Did you learn something more? Well, you got you got to find this courage and sovereignty. Sovereignty, when you look at a situation, you may want to be with a pack. You may want to run with a crowd. You may feel safety in numbers. But at the same time, what are you giving up? You're giving up your freedom, your sovereignty, to be able to go... Explain what I'm trying to say. Being a part of a bigger thing, but... Also, like that, isn't sovereignty, doesn't it, doesn't, and I will say through this time we learned, we, you know, I, I read a, a book that was very non-spiritual, and I remember a lesson that it taught sovereignty is within. You can be contained within four walls. You can be surrounded with a bazillion people, but if you haven't found it completely within yourself, are you going to really find it anywhere? You know, and we, and with us, it is, it's trying to find balancing that autonomy versus the need to be in, our, our, we all have this in, in, inherent need to have people around us, our tribe around us, and trying to balance that is really tricky. Oh, are you there? You know, you know what I have found, uh, Ivy and Sai, is that, again, we are not talking about something linear. We are talking about stepping into your power. In one of the understandings that I see on, in my life is that it is a continuous process. And you kind of have in little insights that you are stepping into your power every time that you have gone through a major transformation in your life and it has it could be in any area of your life when you are conscious of oh my god i just went through a aha moment in that moment i'm stepping into my power because i'm realizing how i am different than just a second before yes absolutely and I think those aha moments are where you can see that growth. You can see who you truly are at the core of your being. And you're looking to continue moving. And those aha moments, I'm not sure how you feel about it, Claudia, but those aha moments are sometimes the moments that keep us going to the next one. Yeah, you're right. And many times when you have, in my 
when I have those aha moments, those are the ones that I cannot even describe. I don't have words for that. And I wish I did, but I don't, it's just something that happens that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so awesome. And then I want to say, okay, uh, Mary, I'm going to explain you what I, what I just went through. I just can't. You have to leave it. You have to leave it and realize yourself. It's, it's, it's not something that you can make others have. But that's where, like I was saying in the past that you're on, you've got to have the courage to take that step. Once you get that life-altering moment, that aha moment, that changes the dynamics of your thinking and your path at that moment. Do you have the courage to go with it or are you going to stay stagnant over here to the side? At that time, you should, you've got the forward momentum. Keep going. That's where it's going to take the courage for the growth. Absolutely. And each of those, think about the way we change and affect each and every person around. So we have our aha moment. We start beginning to live in a, and walk in a little bit of a different, either an added something or we remove something. Um, we're moving forward, and each person we come in contact with, then that is taught there, and they have theirs, and it just continues. But I will say this, Claudia, I, I have to laugh when you're like, you know, we get these moments all the time. I mean, there, and it is not linear. It is a constant evolution. Um, and I gig, I laugh because at some point you're like, am I ever going to know, am I ever going to release all these traumas? Is it ever going to be stopping to work on ourselves? But if we start to focus on the growth versus where we came from and, and just actually see the beauty in the path and the releasing we can see how we affect not only ourselves, but the world. You know, and mm -hmm. as I say right now, springtime is that perfect time. It's that rebirth time. It's the divination. It's dreaming. I'm not sure about anyone else, and I know Kyla just stepped away for a moment, but dreams have been insane, meaning a lot of them, whether they're perfect, whether they're metaphorical, whether they're just to help you through something. But this time of year you really see this and I see it in the fall a lot too where it's in full I'm going to say you know and it's full power um, and and pay attention to those messaging because it will help you to get through and help you to overcome any adversity you may be having or facing yeah and, and you know um, also Ivy I, I, I am ready and I want to change also the way that I define myself. I don't want to see me anymore like someone, um, you know, resolving past conflicts. Like, no, that's the old. I just want to be new. Like, I'm ready to be that new human where nothing that was is, all, is there anymore because I don't want that. You know, I want to be the new, the innovative, the always fresh, the undefined, the one that cannot be described. Yeah, and I think the key to doing that is for us to release that side of it. You know, it goes back to when we were talking earlier about painting. I used to say, I can never paint, I could never draw. That is the old me. Every time I bring that conversation up, I'm putting myself back into the space of I can't draw, I can't paint. So instead of looking at what I used to not be able to do and, and saying it like that, just accepting that I am. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I, I'm looking for, I'm trying to pay more attention to my words. Because I'm quick to say I am not the creative type. That <laughs> all of my kids are the creative ones. I don't have a creative bone in my body. But you but, created your Exactly, yes. And so I'm changing my wording. I'm looking for different modalities to be creative in. And that's why I picked up the paintbrush the other day to see what resonates with me. And I encourage people, don't just try it once. Mm -hmm. Try it a couple of times. See if you, if you, um, you know, 
it may be that the first time we're trying to focus too hard in what we want to do and be like the analytical painter, but the second time you may, it may feel something else. And the third time, it may feel something else. I will tell you, I used to write. And one thing you said on me after the gathering the other day, Tyler, is how you started picking up and writing. And I think it's interesting, like, when we talk about life attracting, like, you and I um, definitely have that, but you picked up the paintbrush, I'm picking up a journal again. So it's when we also find those moments and release that ego and we step into our authentic power that we also affect others. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, just look at that little tiny example. You know, you pick up the paint, I'm picking up the book. That in itself does something. So modality, so what do you do, honey, besides taking a ride on your motorcycle? What, how do you find the courage for that step forward? Because you give me, like the other day when I was like a few weeks ago, I've had enough, I can't do this anymore. You came in there and gave me the, uh-uh, you can't fall under that. Or Tala's talked to me. Or do you rely on the people around you? What makes you find that internal power and sovereignty when you feel like it's just too tough? I try to look at a 360. I try to look at all aspects of the situation at hand and try to look at the good, the bad, your view, my view, and come up with an equal middle middle ground and try to stand there and the risk versus benefit weigh out what I'm wanting as opposed to what I'm willing to give up and then look at it and see what is going to make me the better person. If I go this route and I give up this, how is it going to affect my family, my future? How about, I think this is interesting to hear the way the process goes um, because in, my way of going through is nowhere near his. He's kind of got that analytical thought, but that's the Sag in him as well. All right, other fire sign, Miss Leo. What do you, how do you handle that? What's the original question? Um, how do you find your sovereignty? How do you find when you feel as if you're defeated in some ways? How do you rebirth? I have to go within. I have to not necessarily shut down, but like block out and sort my own stuff out temporarily. It's just a small, I need to take a, take a step back and take a break from all aspects of life. It could be just for a couple of hours. It could just be for a couple of days. But I personally have to go within and try and sort out. I hear different voices from my close group of people that I have um, of their advice. But at the end of the day, I have to pull myself out. And I think me being, I'm that Aquarian, um, I kind of work things out by working with my clients. You know, um, I, I feel like when I am having to release things, it's always beautifully amazing at how, divine put certain people in your path and if we pay attention to the advice that we're giving those people we then can apply it and I feel like I do that a lot like in almost every aspect I don't think I go within I think I try to disappear from everything put a pillow over my or a blanket over my head and disappear but I'm not really working through it at that point I just want everything to get quiet Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, between those people who are in my close circle, my husband, my family, when I come out, you know, and say, okay, I'm ready to face the world, then in order for me to work through, it's almost, um, it just happens that certain people are going to come in my path with something so similar right? that we are, I have to pay attention to that advice I'm giving myself. Is that? Yeah, and that's something that you had, you pointed out. To me recently about my clients, um, different situations, different people, but you said you really need to pay attention to your clients because they were all along on the same 
they all had basically the same issue, but in a different way. And you were able to point that out to me and telling me, okay, you need to take some of the advice that you down. And, and I think that is a true piece of sovereignty, all three of these together. Um, I don't see Sai doing that. One, you can even hear on here, I'm the talker. He's the more quiet one. He says what he needs to say and be done. But I could not see him, uh, you know, typically being that his first modality. Mm-hmm. He's going to weigh it out and then bring the pieces to those, those you find close to you. You know, it's just a... It, Every one of us is so uniquely different. Our mechanism from the moment we're born or created, the moment we're born to what we've gone through in our life, every single thing is different about us. So to try to be like you or to try to be like Sai or anybody else, then I'm only trying to become somebody that I'm not. Right. So when you find that self-love and that self-respect and that self-appreciation, we allow for that divine messaging. We allow for that authentic, finding our authenticity. What are some tricks? Let's talk about some tricks. We just talked about this, and we can share what some people even said in the gathering. A couple of days ago seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Um, Gathering, a couple of tricks. Okay, you had mentioned five, four, three, two, one. Um, bringing yourself down in that sense. Uh, what is it? Five. I do five, and it was something I was taught from somebody that I respect, and it was five things I can see and touch them, or name them. Four things I can touch and touch them. Three things I can smell. Two things I can taste in a word that fills me. If I have anxiety, I may say grounded. But if I'm kind of got some funky depression, I say love because I know at the core of my being, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a way to also find our authentic self in our past. Who are you? Hello, who are you at the core of your being? Take your children away. Take your new grandbaby away. Take your friends and your job. Who are you? First and foremost, your love. And I was going to say light. Okay, either way, you're right. <laughs> and who are you at the core of your being, honey? Oh, you got You can't be quiet. No, that's a husband. That's just like what is righteous. It's it's a big question to find out to do the self evaluation. But that shows the difference in everybody's path. He's going to reach a whole different group that we'll never reach. You know, you know, Ivy, I, I, one time I had a very interesting conversation with this person, and, and she told me, she asked me, okay, if you were to die, or, or you, not die, if you were to disappear, and you never were, uh, you, you disappear in this moment, and what is it, if you haven't been on earth, what is it that would not be created if you weren't here. And and one of the things that you could not say were your children. Of course, if you're not here, you're not creating your children. But you could not say that. But it was like, what else would be there or is there that would disappear if you were to be gone? And like in my case, I am a painter as well. So I said, oh, well, first, see you which I created, this Block Talk Radio, uh, it would disappear. So probably also your show, I'm sorry. All the <laughs> artwork that I have done <laughs> would disappear. And so when you know there's something that is only you, your energy, and you think about, okay, what is it that I have come forward to this world that without me it would gone it makes you see a lot of the things that you have the power of doing or creating because it's like, yes, of course, because of me, there's this. Because of me, there's that. So I would put that a question out for people. Just think about all of that, that without you would not be possible in this world. 
and and I think that's where some of the because so valid yes absolutely but I think that's where we struggle sometimes with the ego you know because I know I will say well we created all magic ways um, mm-hmm. that's a big thing but did we or was it design or was it a combination of the two absolutely you know or if I'm working with a client, I did this. Well, no, I didn't do this. This was divine, but I agreed to be the vessel for it. And then I do think that some of the struggle, ego is such a hard thing going back. Well, what's the name of the program today? Courage and growth, stepping into your power. That's what we are just discussing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and, you know, I think every single one of us, and it's amazing um, to me of when we get these messaging. For me, I was nowhere um, near old magic ways at that time, and it was in my career. And it was actually when I was in the fire service. And I had a medical chief ask me, tell me about yourself. And he actually asked me to tell me. So I was telling him my whole career. He said, no, I want to know about you. Well, I went all about my children. <laughs> he said, no, I want to know about you. And I didn't know how to answer that question because we do define ourselves by certain things. You know, take one of those things away, and we're right back in a death stage again and rebirth stage eventually because we have to, you know, how have you defined yourself all these years? I'm a mom. Daughter, sister, um, you know, what our jobs are and, you know, for Sai and he's over there, I'm sure there's father and brother and those things. But, you know, God, God has forbid that one of those be removed. Then who are we? And we see a lot of people in their awakening right before the dawn, that's where it's dark, right before we clean our house while we're trying and it gets messy, is where we have to figure those things out. And then when all of a sudden we realize who we are, you know, at the core of our being, the light, the love, the, you know, wherever we go, it starts to grow and it rebirths. Huh? That's Claudia. What she said. <laughs> what, Claudia? What was your response when um, this person had asked you? Well, I actually, I, I, I went into the things that I have created that without me they would not be there. So, because they they would not exist in this world. But you're right. And we are so much more than our creations. And it is right that whenever we want to define ourselves, we try to go with uh, what other people would also understand about you or what you think is the right answer. And and by letting go, lately I've been letting go about almost everything, all of the beliefs that I had. And it's a scary thing, Ivy and Hannah, because when you let go of, like I've been questioning every belief that I have had, and most of them, if not all, have gone out of the window. So it's like, okay, so what is it that I'm going to have at the end? Like, if this is not true. This is no longer true. This doesn't serve me. That I don't like. This one is too limited. That one, I don't know how to put it. Like, I cannot find something that today would make sense to me. So I have come up with this way of defining life and creation and everything. And to me, all of that is the impossible. It's like all of that is impossible for my mind to understand and grasp. So it's it's in the, that bag. So every time that I come, it's like, it's impossible. I just can't. So yeah. I am now in the process. Well, I don't know if I am in the process or if that ever will be of, okay, so 
what is it that I am or that I want to be as? And don't ask me yet because I don't have a good answer for that. That's where we create our own path. So for me, when people ask me what path I take, I say I take Ivyism. You Uh know, I'm a little Hindu, a little Buddhist, a little Christian, a little Wiccan, but I'm a lot of it spiritual. I am the only one that's going to be able to follow my direct path. Again, I may take, take pieces that have already been established and say that fits me, but I may put something else aside for another day. And remember when we were in elementary school and we had gym class or PE class and we, they would have us learn how to play volleyball and basketball and softball and field hockey and lacrosse. And we found out what we liked. When we grow up, we forget to do that. What is the worst that's going to happen if you follow this path and you're like, yeah, that's not for me. Or I'm going to go kayaking. No, I don't like a kayak. Try things. Getting in touch with that younger version of ourselves that would experiment with different things, activities, um, you know, we kind of marched to our own drums. Sometimes we fell into a pack. Sometimes we didn't. But really looking, and when we're talking about spirituality, again, we're going to continually evolve. The things that are meant to bring us to a space are going to bring us there. And when that no longer, that ideology or it, it does not serve our higher purpose, it may fall off. It was only meant to to bring us to that one space. So then we can begin that other path. And how do we find what our other path is? By continuing to try different things, to study different studies, to learn from different people. And when that spark clicks on, go down that. And I, how many times have we all started to study something? And we're like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. I'm going to put it up. But five years later, here I am pulling that book back out going, oh, now I know why this was brought to me. Mm-hmm. You so know, I, yeah, and you know, on the other hand, Ivy, I have also come and many times in my life, I have been also away from all the teachings. Like I get these periods in my life where I just cannot do anything that anyone is teaching or bringing down. Because I need to shut up. It's like, no, I cannot hear more noise. I have to shut up everything, go within, just like Carla said. And in within myself, something happens in there that the, the new me emerges. But I have to shut off everything to be able to touch them. And I think that comes back to the um, topic of today. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of growth to understand your own way of doing, and which is perfect because we are always comparing ourselves to others and trying to, to, to find like a, one book that defines us all or one step that defines us all. And when you come to the realization that there's none, it's a scary place to be because it's like, oh, so then what do I grasp? Absolutely, because every book out there is somebody's perspective from what they've learned. Mm-hmm. So it's trying, for me, you know, and when I teach people about stepping into their power, it is, it's not following what I do. It, mine is, my idea is a platform for them to build off of or to go a completely different direction. Um, It is a frightening place, but when we go within and we emerge, it's almost like we don't even have to externally validate that, but we internally validate it and we just become. And if, you know, so many people in the spiritual path, you know, we've always had the gift of intuition and dreaming and things of that but that was internal, but now we know what they are, so we put an external thought pattern to it, but it's always there. It's about trusting yourself, trusting your creator, and allowing the change and the growth to happen organically. 
And every day and every year, we call it, we kind of goof around. We say it's leveling up. Yep, we're leveling up. We're in that level up stage. But it's following. Um, if you look in a tarot deck of cards, it's that full card, that first card where you're following divine faithfully and allowing that. And that, again, is by quieting that external noise and feeling it and going within to see what is right for you. And it's an ever it's an ever evolving process. So I, I, you know, I, I will say, finding your personal power, it's our solar plexus, it's that center of our body. It, it radiates out. It is the sun to me. That's where our personal power is. It's believing that hey, it's okay if I make a mistake. I can change that mistake. It's growing from the mistakes and growing from the path. It's having faith that I am going to do what is in the right, best place for me. It's the willingness to help be the co- well, not to even help, just to be the co-creator of our life with divine, not taking control only from our mind, but having that balance to work with divine and to have faith that our path will continue to grow. It is where our inherent power is. And if we look at every time we we go through a death and rebirth, we stand stronger, not only in our faith, but in ourselves, and most importantly, in the faith in ourselves. So on that note, I know we will be back on in three months. Um, I think it's May 13th is the day. I have to check. We might actually have to bring our um, our microphone, and we may be doing this remotely uh, from uh, Franklin, North Carolina, okay. as we have our um, our our gem show, our stone and gem show that weekend. So it'll be really exciting to have the mountains around. And what have we got coming up here at the shop? Oh, I'm, I'm going to say I'm really excited. Um, on April 23rd, here locally, we have Stephanie Woodfield and Karen Storminger, who are going to be doing their book launch. Um, and they really focus on the Morrigan and the Celtic side of things. And so they're going to be launching their book, Devotions of the Morrigan. And we will be doing our gatherings every Tuesday. You can follow us on Facebook, um, and we will be doing our After the Gatherings Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's where we collect all the information that everybody shared from our gathering. And Kyla and I do a 30-minute Facebook Live event. All of our events are still up there. We do offer um, uh, virtual classes as well as in-person classes. Again, our Social media will be where you can find those. And then we also do offer sessions and um, virtual Reiki, virtual reading in person for both, and also virtual shopping experiences. So during your path, if there's anything we can do to help, please feel free to reach out. And and remember, we're all kind of in this, we're navigating this thing called life together. And hopefully every person we meet, we have the opportunity to share something with, and not only share something with, but to learn something from. And that's how we all grow in, in love and light and in overall humanity. And we wish you many blessings. And thank you. And can you share the website so people can also look you up on the website? And where is Pauly's Island in South Carolina? Um, we are just have 10, 15 minutes south of Myrtle Beach. Well, maybe about 20 minutes south of Myrtle Beach. About an hour north of Charleston. We are right on the east coast of And what was your other question? You can find us on facebook.com slash old magic age, old with an E, magic with a K. Thank you. And the website all the magic ways and it's spelled O-D-E-M-A-G-I-C-K-W-A-Y-S.com. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, 
YouTube, um, Facebook, and I LinkedIn. And thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy and blessings.